Welcome to the Young Adult Podcast, where we will be engaging in weekly conversations around the amazing, tough, fun, weird, but extremely important and defining season of your 20s, all while bringing you more of a biblical perspective. Our goal is to dive deeper into conversations that push you, challenge you, and hopefully inspire you to begin to walk in the fullness of who God created you to be, which we believe will make you the most effective for the kingdom of God. Let's jump into this week's episode. What is up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Young Adult Podcast. Milana here with Connor. What's up? And we're here to bring you another podcast um, coming off of, what was the last one? The last one we released was with Race to Stay. Race to Stay. Natalie Runyon, yeah. Our special guest. Um, So if you haven't listened to that one, definitely go back and listen to it. Uh, Yeah, she's amazing. She was like not only a good guest with great things to say, but she was genuinely like a really good person. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good podcast. I know. Lots of gold in there. So yeah, give her a follow. Um, and and I don't know, shoot her a DM or comment and be like, hey, loved you in the Young Adult podcast. You should come back more regularly. Yeah, honestly, we'd love to have her back. So show her some love. Let her know peer you pressure enjoyed her. it. Yeah. <laughs> Did you say peer pressure her? Yeah, peer pressure <laughs> Natalie Runyon to come and speak I'm like, at Young Adult. Connor's like peer pressure her to come back. Bully her in the kindest, <laughs> most godly way. Bully her with your encouragement. Yeah. So bully her with back. encouragement and uh, positivity, support <laughs> what she's doing, and just let her know that not only was it an amazing podcast, yeah. but she was a great person, which unfortunately, like, <clears throat> excuse me, is like not always a guarantee in right. the church world. You never know. Yeah. There are a you lot know? of pastors who love themselves deeply, yeah. and it can be very <laughs> awkward when you encounter them. So, <laughs> yeah. She was amazing. Yeah. Heard nothing she was, but great things. She's the most normal human in the world, which That's was like, awesome. it's so refreshing. When and you, she's Colorado native. She is. She's like so, an hour down the road. So, guys, go. we're hiring her. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I need the he's kidding button. We really need to make Yeah, we that. need to make one of those. <laughs> um, what have you been up to since our last podcast release? A lot of baking. Um, oh, my gosh. I have this alternative life that I live sometimes Truly. in my head where I quit ministry i open up a bakery um this is this is true yeah i do artisanal breads and then on fridays and saturdays um or mondays and tuesdays i'm not sure i turn it into a restaurant that i own at night um and then the rest of the time it's just a bakery and so sometimes I, i bake a lot i've been making compound butters i'm such a freaking food nerd um, What's I'm, a compound butter? It's like where you either make your own butter, which I haven't done yet because I'm kind of lactose intolerant, but <laughs> um, you just take butter, you like soften it, and then you add things to it and then like re-solidify Ooh. it. Like the honey butter? Yeah, like the honey miso butter I made. So like miso paste and honey. It's like super salty, super savory, but then like kind of sweet to balance it out. So I made that um, with with make- a bunch of bread. The cinnamon butter from Texas Roadhouse. I could probably make it a hundred times better than <laughs> Texas Roadhouse. Okay. Yeah. Fine. You need to make yeah. that for our staff. Yeah. So I've been cooking a lot and I've been watching Aaron and I. This sounds so weird. We have been, we watched a movie for the first time in a long time. <laughs> um, we're like show people. We mm-hmm. we need like character development and stuff like that. We watched a movie that came highly recommended, although I don't recommend it to you guys. Um, it's called <laughs> The Menu. It's really oh, weird. It's on HBO Max. 
it's it's trying to be this deep allegory for like life and creativity. So <laughs> it's about it's almost like a little bit of like a knock on chef's table. So that's kind of like why I was interested. Okay. It's it's like a dark comedy. It's like Uh-oh. a horror comedy, except it's not very scary and it's not very funny. <laughs> like it's okay. about this like really <laughs> famous chef who gets discovered. Long story short, he invites all these people to his restaurant one night. And it's people who have, like, bothered him or people who thought they've made him and all this stuff. And he kills them. Well, the whole night is that he, yeah, he was, like, going to try to kill all of them. But then this one girl goes who wasn't, like, on the list. She, like, accidentally got invited by somebody else and, like, throws off the whole thing. But I will say, like, if you're looking for a movie, there's obviously there's, like, some violence and there's, uh, (laughs) you know, potty mouth language. But... I don't know. It, you know those movies that try to be like super deep. Yeah. Every person like represented like a different like like motif. Okay. And it was just too corny. <laughs> like it didn't it didn't It was trying to do too much. Yes, it was. It was like, dude, just almost I'm not a big horror movie person, but I was almost just like just be a horror movie. Yeah. Like you're trying to like have everything be so poetic and have these deeper meanings and i'm like this is just dumb like what would you give it out of five stars out of five three and a half it's not like total like if i was just bored out of my mind i would like watch it and be like okay yeah right but i'm not i'm never gonna rewatch it so i don't know we never watch movies what's the last movie you watched i genuinely can't Oh, wait, this is so embarrassing. I'm going to, like, just out myself on this podcast. We watched the Bee movie. What is that? It's, like, an old cartoon from when, like, we were growing up. Huh. And we were just, like, hanging out with some friends one night looking for something to watch. And it came up that I never saw it when I was a kid. And so everybody's like, we have to watch it. Was it good? No. It's horrible. (laughs) It's, like, horrible. But apparently it's really important to our childhood. Or, like... No, it's. I think it's supposed to be a statement on like save the bees, oh. but this bee can like talk. That's really embarrassing. That's I watch trash TV. Honestly, all we watch is Dance Moms, because I just like to come home and like not think about anything yeah. and just watch like reality TV. Yeah. Don't judge me. No, we've got. Sorry, we need to jump in. I but know, I've, real. I'm, I'm, I'm all on TV for a while. I'm all on uh, the Last of Us. Just chef's kiss. Phenomenal. Um, And then Welcome to Wrexham. I've talked about it before. Oh, yeah, I do. Amazing show. I do. Amazing. Potty mouth. But (laughs) Ryan Reynolds and and, um, I feel so bad. Uh, McElhinney. John. Is it John? No, it's something McElhinney. Jason. But he, uh, (laughs) it's about them buying a soccer team. And I don't care about soccer at all, but this makes me like soccer. And it's real. It's not not like a, yeah, yeah. Rob McElhinney. Um, anyway, sorry, that, that's a lot of TV talk. TV, Dude, now we sound cares? like we really watch a lot of TV. Yeah, no, I read my Bible <laughs> twice as much as I watch TV, obviously, so. Uh, we're really excited um, about the podcast this week. As you can see from the title, we are talking about revival. Revival, glitter falling down from the ceilings. <laughs> Which, um, if you grew up in church or you've been around church for a while, or even if you've just been watching the news lately, you've probably heard of this um, word revival and maybe there um, might be some confusion around it. Um, But I'm sure if you've seen on TikTok or wherever that 
there was a 16-day revival at Asbury. Is it Asbury University or Asbury College and no University? Clue. Asbury University University in Kentucky. Yeah, I want to say yeah, Kentucky. Wilmore, Kentucky. Wilmore, Kentucky. Um, that lasted. It was a chapel um, that lasted 16 days um, with worship, 24 hours, and people were driving from all over to um, come and see what it was all about. Carrie Job was there. A lot of people were there. Yeah, we can. I want to talk about that for sure. Um, and so maybe you have some questions um, that like sparked some curiosity in you about like what is revival was this legit like what can we learn from this um and yeah so we're gonna jump in um i guess we'll just start there connor first question asbury revival was it legit okay i need to preface this with (laughs) saying that i i do believe in a concept of revival i'm gonna i'm gonna sound like a revival hater and and a skeptic (laughs) and a naysayer on this podcast. But that's not how I truly feel deep inside. Here's here's why I'm going to preface it this way. I grew up in a pretty charismatic church, uh, charismatic movement, um, and there is a idolization of this idea of revival um, where, like, it's always pray for revival. And every year we would have like scheduled revivals and oh yeah, like we would have like, and I mean, I think we were just borrowing the term. I don't think we were like actually like saying like, this is a revival, but like we would do church for like one to two weeks straight and like all this different stuff. And so I believe in the heart of it. I believe in the concept of it. I think, think now and and if you're thinking well who are you to redefine or disagree that's a great question <laughs> like <laughs> not nobody really but i've just just seeing this i actually was really encouraged by the asbury revival um yeah. because it was so different in so many ways than i think what i grew up in and what i think so many people in church today associate with revival and um look for, I guess, when they're Mm -hmm. like seeking out revival. Um, And and so Asbury School is what, is it Lutheran or not Lutheran? Is it like Methodist or what? What what are they? Actually, not entirely sure. Yeah, let's let's look. About Asbury. Let's see here. They are, oh, they're a non-denominational school, but they're Wesleyan. Okay, they have like Wesleyan. yeah, Wesleyan holiness tradition. Yeah, so we kind of always associate like revival with like charismatic Pentecostal movements. And this couldn't be more opposite. Right. Um, This is very, I don't want to say liturgical necessarily. If I'm being totally honest, I'm not wildly familiar with like Wesleyan. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's just not what we would, at least in my circle, associate with the makings of revival. Um, and so do I think it was legit? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. If if what you mean by revival is what we're going to talk about here in a little bit. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. So you grew up Catholic, right? Sure did. So when you hear revival, what do you think of? 
I wouldn't have even known what that word was growing up in yeah. Catholic Church. It yeah. would have never been a word that was thrown around in a homily, which is the Catholic version of a sermon. Yeah. Um, wouldn't have even like guessed about like what that was. Yeah. Wouldn't come up. <laughs> so when so when we say revival, when we say like the Asbury revival or Lord, we want revival, like what do you think people are saying? Personally, or like, what do I think the normal connotation is around it? Because I think both. What What do you think people mean when they say that? And then what do you associate it with? Right. I think oftentimes what people think it looks like or what happens is like there's like crazy crowds and um, the 24 hour worship and people being healed and people receiving like the Holy Spirit and like this crazy like outpouring and people like speaking in tongues and getting on the microphone and like that sort of thing. Um, personally, um, I think revival can look, doesn't necessarily have to look like that. Maybe can look like that, but, um, I think revival is simply just an outpouring of, of God's spirit upon his people that are like asking for it. Um, and sometimes that is like crowds and like can create a following. Um, but I think we'll get into this more um, in your opinion, <laughs> based on what you grew up thinking revival was and having scheduled revivals. Yeah. What what's like if you were to explain to someone what revival is? Pure chaos. Pure chaos. <laughs> like kind of kidding, but kind of not. Okay. Like, like, I feel like, at least in my tradition, mm-hmm. revival was this, quote-unquote, like, move of the spirit okay. where, like, order was thrown to the wind and people were, like, slain in the spirit, which for yeah. a lot of you listening, you're probably like, what in the world does that even mean? Yeah. Um, it's when people almost like pass out under the influence of like the Holy Spirit, which I, if I'm being totally honest, I don't even know if I believe in that. I will say um, there are some people who hit the floor hard, and so they're really selling out if they're faking it. <laughs> um, but it, it was this like, so I mean, let, let's just look at the word, re- yeah. revival, revive, to revive something, to bring mm-hmm. something back from the dead, basically, or like a state of... Yeah. Um, stagnation. And so I do believe that there is something like within God's church of reviving. Um, I think, I just think it looks maybe a lot different than what, at least in the charismatic movement, we've come to like coin this idea of revival. Yeah. It's interesting. Revival's never used or talked about ever in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, this idea of reviving, like the Valley of Dry Bones and things like that. But in the New Testament, the word or concept of revival, the way that we have it, is never found. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus or Paul or any of the New Testament writers never talk about revival, praying for revival, experiencing mm-hmm. revival. Um, and so, so again, here I knew I, I was going to sound like the revival Ruffles hater. Yes. Um, so I think... Let me, I have, I had all these ordered thoughts and now I'm just kind of like spitballing here. Let me get back to my notes. I think the concept of revival, this idea that we want God to move and revive something is a good thing. Yeah. I think we have made 
we have hyper-spiritualized this idea of revival into this never-ending worship set right? where people are coming and experiencing God, which is a good thing. Yeah. Again, I'm not, I'm not like knocking all this. I'm just saying like this is what I think we've made it, um, where God moves. And I think what's interesting is then we have to ask like what is the end goal? of it. Is it Christians knowing God more? Is it non-Christians coming to know Jesus? Um, Yeah, like what is the end goal? And so um, what I did like about the Asbury Revival, again, is that it's it was just very different from anything that my background would have said is revival. Um, I the chapel service. Yeah, a chapel service. Mm -hmm. No smoke, no lights. Very simple. Nobody praying in tongues. Nobody laying on the floor. Um, the guy, apparently, I was reading, I think it was an article by Relevant Magazine, walked off hating his message. <laughs> <laughs> Typical. <laughs> yeah. Walked off like, hate. it was like, I didn't feel like I did like a great job. I actually was like frustrated. Um, but here's what I loved about it. It was college students praying and from what I've read and heard, like repenting. Yeah. Um, and I think that is a much more pure version of what a quote unquote revival would look like. Yes. Um, than what maybe I grew up having a category for mm-hmm. in revival, where I think in this, and, and I'm getting a little ahead of myself, what I loved about what happened at Asbury. Um, whether you totally buy it or you don't buy it at all. Um, it was very spiritual over spectacular. Yeah. And I think that that is what validates it in my mind. Right. Um, I grew up with just, you know, a revival meant spectacular. Mm-hmm. Like people were being healed, gold glitter falling out of the ceiling. Flags. Yeah, like flag waving, people running. And and again, not that any of that stuff is necessarily inherently bad. Maybe the glitter, but like (laughs) but like flag waving, dancing, none of that is inherently bad or wrong. Mm -hmm. But that's what it had to be to be revival. Right. And it only looked this way. It only looked this way. Mm -hmm. And and this was what seemed to be a very ordered, a very wildly non-charismatic yeah. move of God. Um, Simple. Yeah, that, that just sort of validated it for me. Mm-hmm. And, and one thing that I love and one thing that also bothered me was there were so many big-name, quote-unquote, church leaders yeah. who tried to come and either, quote-unquote, help. Yeah, they're like, do you need our help? Do you need our help? Because they weren't used to sit. Like, their chapel didn't fit how many people they yeah, like, were how can any? Yeah, how can God move without me? I've got 50,000 followers. <laughs> like, how, do, how is that possible? Like, right. You know, but like— yeah, it, it says a lot. And I love the school was just like, no, we're good. Yeah. And apparently, like, all the—and and again, this isn't a knock or hatred towards any pastor who has a big following or anything like that. But another thing I loved what I heard is there was a six-hour line to get into the chapel— and whether you had one follower or one million followers, you were standing same. in that line. Yeah. Like you, there was no preferred treatment. Right. There was no. Um, and to me, that is a marking of legitimacy because it just seemed, 
and again, this sounds so judgmental, and who am I to judge what God wants to do or can do? It seemed just very pure and innocent. Yeah, I agree. Where, where a lot of times this idea and notion of revival can seem very spectacular, like yeah. a show. This did Spectacle. not seem like a show. Yeah, I, I read like stuff because I was following it kind of as it was happening, um, just because it kept popping up like on everything I was looking at, and that I was reading some things from students saying that they were actually like, turning away some people who like were bringing the flags and the sh- maybe the shofars and they're like where they really wanted to keep purity was like the word that they kept using of like whatever this is like we want to keep it this way and like yeah. honor like the spirit that's in the room um and it seemed like they didn't want to create a spectacle out of it and turn it into what maybe the church or that world had turned revival, quote unquote, into, yeah. which I think is yeah. Is I heard beautiful. I've heard they even turned away like camera crews from yeah. br- from from both like mm-hmm. CNN and Fox and 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 people from both sides of the aisle. Yeah, Pe- what's his name? Uh, Tucker Carlson. Yeah, like wanted to do a segment and come film and bring like a whole crew, and they were like, "No, we want to keep this like yeah, sanctified and and pure." And so, I think yeah, that is like. What I think is was different about it, and, yeah, and interesting and, and kind of cool. But. And so let's let's like recap real quick because there's one mm-hmm. more thing that I want to talk about, which might actually surprise people on why <laughs> I loved this this little move of God here. Uh huh. Um, but real quick, so like, what do we mean when we say revival? Well, well, right. one was the Asbury revival legit? Who are we to say? Yeah, oh, that's only up for God to judge. I will say that anytime God is moving and people mm-hmm. are hearing about God, that is a good thing. Yeah. Um, in my mind, was it legit? Absolutely. Right. Um, again, but I'm not the judge or jury on what is a legit move of God or not. But when we say the word revival, what are we talking about? I, I think there's two two things we're talking about. One, it is a reviving of something literally where maybe the church has gotten something wrong mm-hmm. um, and God brings back like a bit like biblical authority or God brings back like holiness into his church. Um, It's a reviving of people's hearts, of Christians' hearts back towards God. Like almost Mm -hmm. think of like a a prophetic, like mass repentance back towards God. And then another, another thought, although I don't know how biblical this is, I'm not saying it's not biblical. It's just not the, the idea of it isn't really prominent in scripture is a movement that starts somewhere that sort of spreads out to the rest of the world. Yes, um, which is... Yeah. And again, I'm not saying that's a bad thing at all. Um, that's mm-hmm. a, a, That'd be an amazing thing. That's just right. that's just not the biblical framework for this word whenever this concept is even, like, used. Right. Um, but I think that's a good thing. I would call that more of, like, a move of, a move of God than, yeah. than a revival maybe necessarily. But So that's kind of like what we're talking about. There's this school in Kentucky who had that, um, some things that bothered us, some things we loved. But here's what I loved so much, and this is going to probably rub some people the wrong way, but whatever. I love that they stopped it. Mm. I love that they shut it down. Why? Because <laughs> Well, two reasons. Yeah. One— the, the New Testament is about order. Yeah. Paul church, talks about it a lot. church, Paul was obsessed with, order. with church order. Mm-hmm. Why? Not because God can't do anything he wants to do. Right. 
But God is a God of order. God ordered the universe yeah. in Genesis 1. God orders his church. God orders the family unit. God God is not chaotic right. at all. And I think like charism- charismatics love chaos almost. Yeah. Like this sounds so bad. And again, <laughs> I'm talking about me here. Right, your I, experience. My experience, my, my, my kin, whatever, like growing up. Like to us, chaos was a move of the spirit. Right. But never in the Bible do we see God promoting disorder. God is always taking disordered things yeah. and ordering them. That's good. And what I love so much about Asbury, and I know this is going to sound so weird, is that they stopped it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because two, the two reasons that I personally read uh-huh. were, one, the, the council that did said it was getting a little out of control. Yeah. It was getting a little disorderly. Now, growing up for me, they would have been like, no, 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 like that means like God's about to move. Like, oh, we can't, we can't withhold it. We yeah. can't keep it back. But whenever you read the New Testament in the Bible, God always uses and operates through people, not in yeah. spite of people. Right. And we always think, at least I, again, I, always categorized growing up revival as when God pushes people out of the way and just does what he's going to do. Right. We never see that. We sure. never see that. Like, mm-hmm. that's not a biblical concept. Like, mm-hmm. God always will always use broken people right. to move. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and so one, they said it was getting a little out of order right. and they shut it down. And I love that. And yeah. like every wild charismatic cried. But I was like, <laughs> that's awesome. And two, here's what I love so much and respect so much about this school. Um, they said it, this was for the students. Yeah. And it felt like it was becoming something else outside yeah. of the, like for the students. Yeah, I love that. And that to me is I'm like, that screams legit legitimacy mm-hmm. to me. These people who God had entrusted to steward whatever this move of God was in this in this yeah. small school in Kentucky, it was for the students, yeah, by the by who God chose to use to move yeah, their authority. And when it got outside of their comfort level and it got outside of the mission to reach students, yeah. they shut it down. And to me, yeah. I was like, that's awesome. Yeah, that's wisdom. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that was what I loved about yeah. it so much. That is, that's good. And I know that sounds so weird and, and that might seem like a spirit quencher, but like, <laughs> but like, no, dude. I'm not yeah. God. I'm not God. I didn't decide to use humans to do things. He did. Right. You know? So of course God can do whatever he wants to do. But we just see all throughout scripture, God rarely, if ever, decides to move or do things without partnering with a person. Yeah. And he gives us parameters for how he wants to move and right. work. And and of course, Order. yeah, mm-hmm. the spectacular doesn't mean it's not God. God right. can be spectacular. But when all we categorize revival is as this uncontrolled, spectacular movement, I think we we're just seeking a high. Yeah. I think like we're not we're not like. I, I, what am I trying? Like I, I think we've missed the heart of revival. We're yeah. looking for the tingles. Like we're not right. Yeah. The feels. Yeah. And again, love it. Believe in it. I knew I was going to sound like a revival hater when I came on this <laughs> podcast, but. Yeah, I just I think I might have some like revival church baggage growing up and I was actually wildly refreshed with yeah. what happened at this school. Right. So. so I know and I I saw so many pastors 
you being one of them, like write about it or share thoughts that were like. And I didn't go. I, this right. was all just what I was reading from or had people, knew people that had gone right. and like whatever. So, But that's like the point is like I saw so many pastors be like, hey, you don't have to like chase that. You don't have to like drive thousands of miles to Kentucky. Like you want revival. You want like an outpouring of God. Like that can happen yeah. where you are in your church, in your city. And I loved that because we started seeing like rather than like Sanford University, which is one of my really good friends, um, alma mater, they like had a chapel service where they were like, well, let's just like gather and worship and like repent and just see what God does of yeah. like, we have the ability to do this. Like we carry the same Holy Spirit that yeah. is in all of these people over there. Like it's not like a a different, there's no difference. Like we're, we're all like car- carriers of of that. And so that happened. I know there was like Yale had like a, um, a worship service and there were so many people that were like, you want revival? Like that quote unquote word revival. It's, it's possible. Like yeah. the same spirit that operates in that, like operated in that room and that chapel, like lives inside you. Yeah. And so, um, in your opinion, this is like how this question is worded on here. What are like the ingredients for revival? Yeah, if if you're like listening and you're like, okay, like let's let's put aside the Asbury movement yeah. or or whatever happened there, and let's just talk about this concept of revival. Maybe mm-hmm. you're like listening to this podcast in your car, and you're like, I don't know about a quote unquote like you know move of God revival, but I do know this: there's something in my heart that I feel like needs revived. Like yeah. maybe you're maybe you're listening and you're like, man, my relationship with Jesus feels like it's stale or feels like mm-hmm. it's cold. Um, I don't feel close to God. I don't feel I don't feel God when I pray or I read my Bible. Like how can I experience quote unquote revival mm-hmm. in my own life? I, I think it's like really simple. Um, I think it starts with a fear of God. And like, what do I mean by that? Yeah. I think fearing God is two things. I think it's repentance and submission. Mm-hmm. I think like you need to examine your life and say, God, what? where do I need to repent? We all need it every day, no matter what, whether it's like lustful thoughts, whether it's mm-hmm. uh, lying, cheating, gossip, stealing, whatever. Like there is something that we all have to repent for daily. I think it starts with a heart posture of repentance and a submission to God's authority, like in his word. I think so often we love to like try to be the the pilots of our own life Mm -hmm. and we try to use the Bible or use God to like help get us where we're trying to go. I think a true quote unquote revival starts by repenting and by putting God back in his rightful place is like king in our heart. And you can literally do that like right this second and experience like revival wherever you're at right now. That's good. So I think that's the first thing. I think like the second thing is, is do what is spiritual, like not spectacular. You want to know what spiritual is praying. Like even when you don't feel it, right? What's spiritual is reading the Bible. Mm -hmm. Um, even when it's not like, you know, come like, you know, blowing up in your face and you're getting all these crazy revelation, like, you want to know what spiritual is confessing sin to a friend, a trusted friend. Like, yeah. do do what is spiritual over what's spectacular. Um, mm-hmm. And I think you're you're like really laying the groundwork of of revival. And then it, the, the last part is kind of like 
up to God in some ways, like then it's up to God and the Holy Spirit to revive what you feel like is missing or lacking. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do feel like, I do feel like God is gracious and God is kind. And if you approach him and you're repentant and you put him back in the right place in your life and you're doing the things, the practical things um, that are spiritual over spectacular, I mean, why wouldn't God like step in right. and like revive what you feel like is missing or speak to you in a moment or give you wisdom or guidance when you need it? I mean, yeah. those are promises that God makes in his word that when we seek him first, right. uh, we'll get the kingdom and other things yeah. like added to us. Mm-hmm. And so, it's yeah, so good. I mean, I think that like, I think that you can experience revival wherever you are, depending on what your view of revival like actually is. Yeah. So I don't know. What do you, is there anything like you would add to that or that's good. I love it. The, um, the like idea of like, it starts with like a reverence, like the fear of the Lord. And, um, I love what you said about repentance and there's like this one scripture that comes to mind. Um, I think it's in Psalms, but it's like the secrets of the Lord is with those who like fear him. Yeah. And so if you like, like you want God to like reveal himself and like you feel like you need him to like speak or like what you said. I love how you said it of like revive things in you that like maybe dormant or like asleep. Yeah. Um, Those like that person, that like personal feeling and that it's not like a rush or like a high, like it's, it's deep and it's intimate. Like true revival isn't just like, Oh my gosh, like I was, just worshiping my face off and crying and all these things. And it's not like an emotional high. It's like a deep, a deep, like meaningful life change, Yeah, you know? And like, it's intimate and it's like, God will like reveal himself. And I just, I don't know. I thought of that scripture of like the secrets of the Lord are with us who like fear him. And so I think it does. It starts with like a reverence and acknowledgement of like God as King, God as holy. Yeah. Um, and then I love what you have in your notes here. And you mentioned it earlier um, about like the spiritual over the spectacular. Yeah. Um, that's like the maybe the second ingredient or like way we can experience revival in our own lives. Um, and then third, you have this in here. And I think this is so good and just a good litmus test of it says, are people being saved or are Christians gathering at an event? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, I think revival is people coming to know Jesus. Absolutely. I, I think I think there is elements of it that um, can be for Christians. But, yeah. and again, this isn't me trying to be cynical. I just, a lot of revivals I grew up in around mm-hmm. were just Christians wanting to gather. Yeah. Um, and Jesus is call to followers of him we're going to make disciples of all nations mm-hmm. um and and not that one and not that not that christians gathering is a bad thing right at all that's what we're supposed to do um i just think it can be really easy to chase things right. like revival chase. It, it's i mean if you're not a christian it's it's a cliche like yeah. there are people who chase revival mm-hmm. like in in church and um I just think that like real moves of God are shown by their fruit. Um, and that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Like what is the fruit of, mm-hmm. of something? Is it people being saved? Is it God right. being honored? Is it, 
people repenting of their sin and coming to know Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think a litmus test is always is always the fruit of something. Mm-hmm. So, That's yeah, good. but you, wherever you are right now, can experience revival in your own life. Put God first. Mm-hmm. Truly honor him. Honor his word. Repent of your sins. Do the spiritual things, the spiritual discipline yeah. things. Pray. Read your Bible. Mm-hmm. Get in okay. community. It sounds so simple. Um because it is, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what God like loves to move in is things right. like that. So I don't know. Those are my thoughts. Any final thoughts that you have on this topic, on this subject? That's good. I love it. It's simple. Yeah. God doesn't make it complicated. He like wants to reveal himself yeah. to his people and partner with him, like you said. Yeah. In the beginning of this. So that's great. Um, yeah. Yeah. So let us know your thoughts. If you have any thoughts or maybe you have questions about it or maybe this like brought up a thought that was something that you'd love to hear us talk about shoot us a dm um and and let us know what, what you're thinking or what questions you might have so yeah. um over the next couple weeks we're actually going to jump into a little mini series on our podcast we just got out of a relationship series called love simplified um mm-hmm. at young adults here at red rocks in denver Um, but we always love to sort of continue that conversation on maybe things we didn't get an opportunity to talk about or just things that we deserve, uh, we think deserve maybe more time to talk about. And so for the next two or three weeks, we're going to be jumping in, doing like little relationship talks. We might even do like a relationship series recap where we go over the highlights. Yeah. (laughs) We have our... Yeah, our little love button there. Um, But we'll go over some of the highlights, some of the strong points of, you know, like our relationship series. And then we'll we'll dive into maybe some questions, um, some dating things, some breakup things, all good things, relationships. So over the next couple weeks, tune in. We'll we'll talk about relationships and then we'll uh, go on from there. Yes, yes. Um, And as usual, to keep up with anything that we're doing over here at Red Rocks YA, um, you can follow us on Instagram, keep up with us on our website. Um, and just as usual, we're going to be in our relationship series, but we would also just love any ideas or anything you guys want to hear talked about. If this podcast sparked any questions and you want to hear more, shoot us a DM, fill out the form on our website, because we'd love to hear what you guys want to talk about. Yeah, so. this podcast is for you guys. We we love doing this, and we mm-hmm. love, obviously, there's things we feel like we want to talk about Um, but at the end of the day, we also want to know what you're going through in life, what questions you have about faith or life in general. Um, and we can't tell you that we're right. We can just share our opinion on it. So yeah, (laughs) let us know. So, all right, sweet. Well, we will see you next week, uh, with a little relationship recap. Hey, bye guys. Bye.